Hey, community members, it's your host, Leah Biscardi. And as usual, here's another episode of adding Chrome to your community. Um, today, we're kind of going down a different route than we normally do and talking about money. I know I said at the beginning of the podcast, I wouldn't talk about money, but here we are. Money makes business run around. So um, we're with a new individual that I just recently met. So how are you today, Brendan? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Um, can you just explain to my listeners who you are, what you do, and why you're here today? Sure. I'm uh, Brendan Remus. I'm a financial advisor with West Shore Financial. We're, we're based in Tampa, uh, but I do most of my business in Zoom, so I serve people all over the country. Um, I work with business owners to you know, save them time in getting their financial situation situated uh, efficiently. Um, we look at things like employee benefits, um, finding inefficiencies in cash flow, and uh, ideally keeping money away from the IRS. I think all the business owners would like to keep a little bit more of what they are. Well, I know with tax season here and going strong, this is a great resource, especially for people who are just starting business. Because I know when I started business, trying to keep my business finances separate from my personal finances was very difficult. But I knew I couldn't really hire someone yet because I had I was paying so much with everything else. So why? Is it expensive to hire you as a consultant? Is it worth it? Why do you think it's a benefit for people to hire you as a financial service provider? Uh, No, it's not expensive to hire me. Um, I don't charge a fee for my like initial consultations. Uh, It's purely commission-based. So when somebody opens a 401k or SEP plan or buys insurance, that's how I get paid. So the actual consultation fee is is waived currently well that's that's nice to know because you know people love things that are not free but like beneficial to them and they don't have to put a lot down into it because i know like with me when i when i take courses for my business i'm like okay now i gotta either figure out a payment plan or i gotta figure out how to pay this in full before i start it because i know it's gonna benefit me but i'm not sure if i'm financially stable to pay for that so is i always think about it as when you go to someone who's an expert in their field they can save you money time or anything in the long run so i'm thinking that's what when people come to you that's what they're kind of thinking their mindset that's the idea yes and we can often find inefficiencies in the in the company's cash flow or the individual's cash flow to uh, free up buying power for them, whether they're looking to expand, um, maybe pay themselves a little bit better or pay into something like a uh, retirement account for their future. We can find the money to do that pretty easily generally. Yeah, because like as a business owner, we think about how are we going to pay ourselves now, but we don't think about down the road how, where's that money going to come from? Like me being a former teacher, I had like um, a retirement plan and a pension and all that stuff that I didn't have to worry about because it was just, there was money being shoved in there somehow, some way, so that when I retired, I would get access to that. And now that I'm a business owner and don't have a pension to rely on, it's very important to keep that money down the road, especially like I don't have kids presently, except for a fur baby, but Like if I do ever want to have kids down the road, I want to make sure I'm financially stable to provide for them. And like when I retire, well, retire, (laughs) um, I have 
money saved away so I can travel or do things I want to do after retirement. Agreed. Yeah, we're doing, you know, everyone starts a business so they can live their life. And I think one thing that comes up at some point is uh, I think all business owners will either overpay themselves or underpay themselves. And it's tricky to find that sweet spot. Like I've talked to plenty of people who started a business and, you know, they're two years in and haven't really paid themselves. They're kind of scraping by off of previous savings. And these are things that we sit down and talk about, like, what, what can your business afford to pay you? Um, how do you structure the payments so you're not getting killed in taxes? And definitely the importance of keeping your finances separate from your business finances. Because if you don't do that, you're losing out on a lot, a lot of the protections that you get by forming an LLC or an S-Corp. Right. And that's a whole nother class that people or information that people have to get to figure out if you're going to be a sole, um, sole entrepreneur, um, you're going to be an LLC or some sort of, um, there's S Corp. And then I think there's another corp. corp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. um, and like for me, I've always been a sole entrepreneur. So I've always done that proprietorship. And now this year I finally got my L. LLC because I was like, oh my God, I need to keep everything separate or things are going to get wonky and whatnot. And I still have to finish up that paperwork for North Carolina because it takes a while for things to happen. <laughs> um, but it's important for us as business owners to have that separate um, thing. And I know we're going to have a consultation, um, me and you, because I need to figure that out too. I'm not an expert in that, especially restarting my business, quitting my full-time job and still working part-time jobs. So trying to figure out where I can save a little bit of money so that I can go all in in my business. And I think me waiting so long wasn't the best idea. And that's why I'm trying to have you on here to tell people like, even if you're just starting out and you're not making a profit yet, it's good to figure out what you can do so you can possibly change your procedures or processes so you can be making a profit a lot sooner. Yeah, agreed. I think you're in a place where I'd, I'd describe it as uh, like business launch. Like you have a business going, you're still, you're still taking off. And that's when I like to work with a lot of people because we can get a lot of things done because it, it can be tricky starting a business. You don't know what your cash flow is going to look like. There's a lot of instability there. Um, so I like to work with my clients to build up a, essentially a, a war chest of funds, six to three months of liquid income um, to make the transition to a private business owner a lot easier. Because you, if you go from collecting a W-2, even a 1099 has some more stability than going out completely on your own. Um, I, I like to try to help my clients to ease the transition process as, as best we can. And that's the important part, because when I quit teaching, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll be fine in my business. I do great job of taking product photos. Everyone's going to love me and everyone's going to hire me. And then I was like, not happening as fast as I want. So that's why I took on. I have two part time jobs that are 1099s. And that's why like that had to happen. And then it took time away from my business. So it's giving me income so that I don't have to worry and I could do other things, but it's not, when you want to be a full-time business owner, that's not what you want to do is be working other part-time jobs and stuff like that. So that, that makes sense in that mindset. And it's hard too, because like when you go from a full-time job, you're used to all these things being 
put in place for you, like your 401k, your CD or your IRA, like your retirement plan and all that stuff through your nine to five. So you've never had to personally set it up. You just set sign a piece of paper that says, I'm going to funnel this much money out of my paycheck a month to this thing. And it's, they hold it hostage, which is the purpose of a 401k or whatnot, but you don't have to worry about the back ends of it. And then once you become an entrepreneur and you start your business, you're like, oh no, how do I do this on my own? And I did that too. I called Prudential, which is where my one 401k was. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And they're like, okay, call this person and then call this person and then call this person. It's just like, I can spend a whole day on the phone with people trying to figure out what to do. So it's great to have someone like you that can kind of sit down and work with you one-on-one. So it's not like a general case, like go to this uh, frequently asked question page and hopefully it answers your question. Oh, definitely. Like everyone who starts a business has some unique concern. I've never talked to two business owners who are exactly alike. Um, A lot of them do have like, the 401k concern or the retirement planning concern. And, you know, as you mentioned, it can be very time consuming sorting that out. There's a lot of options, like should your LLC do a 401k or an SEP plan, or should you just stick to a regular IRA or Roth IRA? These are all things that, you know, I work with my clients on. And, you know, if you have a, a sole proprietor or an LLC with very few employees or a family business, there's a lot of, uh, really unique options available to you that you didn't have as a W-2 employee. And if we're in a position to take advantage of those, we can help you reach a very comfortable retirement, likely earlier and easier than uh, the W-2 employees have. And that's why people go into entrepreneurship is because they want to have more freedom. They want to retire earlier. They want to do their own thing and not have to worry about money. And I think that's the hard part too, is like there's these, I call them quick scams. Now they're not always scams, but like these people that are on Facebook, like I can help you make your first 10 K month in 30 days or all these quick things that people think are easy to make money when realistically, you can, instead of investing in all these things and spending all this money, you could just figure out what's going on in your business right now and what you can change to save a little money here or there and make it easier to make that money. Because I don't fall for those, but it's like, it's very appealing as a business owner who's struggling. You're like, oh, but maybe I could just like sign up for this course and it will magically help me get all this money. When realistically, you could just sit down with someone in a financial service like you and be like, okay, well, there is ways to make money with what I have right now and what I'm doing. And there's probably like tax stuff and healthcare stuff and all these tax credits that you can get that you don't know about as an, I call it a normal person because that's not where my expertise is. Like my boyfriend used to work at a bank and he would come home and I call it alphabet soup. He would say all these letters like R IRA and CD and Roth IRA. And I was like, stop, because I don't know what any of that is. And you're going to sit here for days to try to explain it to me. He's the expert. So that's where you go to. And now it's different because he's no longer in the banking and things change. I wouldn't say like daily, but like there are some things that change over time that you have to learn and keep up with so that you can help your clients the best. I just think it's really funny that 
people think that banking is just or anything in the financial realm is just like, here's exchanging money or putting it into an account. And it's not like that. There's so many things that you have to be knowledgeable about to help people. And that's why there's certain people that that's their job, like you, where you sit down with people and help them personalize it because not every business owner is the same. Correct. And I've, you know, most of the business owners I work with, they're very good in their business. And their time is better spent doing more of their business. So I work with a lot of therapists and, you know, some of them are earning $200 an hour because they spent years earning a doctorate and that's good for them. It's not worth their time sorting out the alphabet soup, as you said, and seeing like, well, what, which alphabet combination, what letter combination is going to save me the most on my taxes and earn me the greatest uh, return on investment. Um, but my business is simply sorting through the alphabet soup and earning return on investment and protecting my clients from uh, bad market conditions or adverse life events. So I save them a tremendous amount of time in those two areas. Well, and people say time is money, like, because if you think about it, as a business owner, you can either like, for me, I was spending eight hours a day on social media, like engaging with all these people that have terrible product pictures because I was like, okay, maybe they could be my client. Well, that means I don't have eight hours a day to do anything else, read emails or be on Zoom calls or anything. Like it's just spending eight hours a day on social media. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to help me in my business. That's going to keep everything slow. So why don't I hire someone to do that? So I have more time to do something else. So people don't realize that time is really money. So like you could be doing so many other things in your business rather than worrying about things that you would have to go on YouTube and teach yourself. But I mean, financial services is different, but like if someone's trying to figure out social media, they can easily just listen to a bunch of videos and attempt it or if you're trying to figure out how to make a spreadsheet of some sort you would go on google and watch a video and it's just like so time consuming to figure out these things that is better just give it to someone pay them and and like i tell people all the time my photography services if you're a business and you're using these photos for marketing there are certain tax like there's certain states that you can claim it on your taxes as marketing promotion. So it's like that's saving you time and money because you'll probably get some of that money back anyway. So it's like people don't think about the behind the scenes and the background of every single thing you do in a business because they have no time to think about it either. That's true. Yeah. And you just, you know, when you tell somebody that they can receive a tax credit or a deduction for their business, you do a like a similar thing to every person that a business owner might outsource to is, is you have educated them on some benefit of your product, some additional benefit of what you do. And I think uh, you know, as business owners, we all have to realize our limitations and where our limited time is better spent. And I don't, I don't think people like to get into the weeds when it comes to finances. It's an expensive thing to learn. Uh, this industry is, it can be punishing and money can disappear if done poorly, or you can irritate the IRS, which is a problem. So I try to uh, avoid that for my clients. Well, and it's like money is 
an easy grab for scammers or money is an easy grab for like anytime someone wants a quick shortcut, they're going to try to do something and then realize that there's no shortcut to it. Like anything involving the government, there's never a shortcut. Everybody that knows that works with the government or for the government, there's never a shortcut. And the hard part about it is as a business owner, we want to save time. We want to save money. We want to do the best for us, but we can't cut corners on things that will really support our business. I think that's the important part. Like I keep going back to this, but like people are like, oh, well, I, I can't hire you right now because I don't have the money to afford you. But people don't realize that if they rearrange their finances just a little bit to pay me once, they'll make that money back tenfold because they're going to get better product pictures. People are going to be able to see their products and see how professional they are. And it's the same thing with any service, financial services, social media services, website services. The reason people do better with professional looking anything is because they took the time and care to put it into um, what they're doing in their business so they could be successful. I mean, if I go to a website and it's not put together, I'm going to think something's going on that's not professional, not, not anything. I mean, you can still get scammed by professional websites, but if it looks more put together, you're more drawn to it. And it's the same thing with financial. If like, if you didn't have your finances in order, not that I want to ask you about your finances, and then you do financial servicing, people are going to be like, well, if he can't even do his own finances, am I going to trust him to do mine? So it's one of those things that why referrals are such a huge thing and why I brought you on because I know that I'm going to go through your processes and my listeners will hear like, oh, well, she's already got all her stuff in line. I need to get my stuff in line. And even if they don't work with you personally, it's good to know that they are doing something to help them because that's the whole thing about business owners helping business owners, making sure that they're supported and they don't feel like that it's competition, that it's actually collaboration and working together because you're not just trying to make money, you're trying to help someone else make money so that down the road, it looks good for both of them. Agreed, yeah. For the most part, I, I like all my clients. You know, I, I try to uh, limit my practice. So I work with people who I can like, have legitimate joy when they succeed and I see their business growing. So I've got friends who are rapidly expanding their their new stores or uh, growing their therapy practice. And I think um, as much as I can, I like to support them. And I've got you know, limited tools to do that. So I use you know, what's in my playbook and you use what's in your playbook to do the same thing. So for you, it's photography. For me, it's finances. And I think business owners run into an issue where you know, they want the professional looking things and they, they know that you know, a nice website, a good business card, um, some well-made testimonial videos and pictures can go a long way, but they have to wonder like, what's going to get me the most efficient use of my dollar? Because when you're starting a business, you know, you're, you're short on the only two resources that I work with, at least it's, it's time and money. You know, I, I use those two to grow people retirement accounts. Business owners use those things to pay for advertising and, uh, open storefronts and produce more of whatever their product is. So I think we have a lot of people that come to us and they're concerned about the costs of doing business and rightfully so, because, you know, there's 10 different people vying for their attention. 
saying, I can grow your business. I can grow your business, you know? And I think uh, I've struggled with that myself. Like, what's the best use of my time? You know, is, is it social media? Is it hiring somebody, you know, just one time, like for search engine optimization to float me up to the top of Google searches? And uh, it's just all the people raising their hands saying, I can help you. It's tough to sort through. It can be overwhelming. It really can. Because it like, especially like, um, it's, I I don't know if it's different for you, but like on Facebook, there's all these women empowerment groups and it's like women supporting women, which is great, you know, especially with, um, March 8th is, um, international women's day. So people really like support women on those days, but it could be very overwhelming when people offer you so much help. Like you can have like 50 people giving you free this, free that, free this, but it's overwhelming for your brain because you don't know, like if I didn't know that I needed a professional website or, oh, I didn't even know I needed a marketing consultant or I didn't know it, like then your head starts spinning and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I could do this business thing because it, it requires so much money and it requires so much time and it requires all this stuff. So sometimes just being simple and setting up all your ducks in a row. So like making sure you have the finances for six to eight months, just in case you don't get any clients or making sure that you have a business coach so that you know what you're doing or um, making sure that you're using your time wisely or um, having a therapist on call. So just in case you crash and burn one day, you don't totally throw your business down, down the drain, but it could be overwhelming, not just as an entrepreneur, just in life in general, and then trying to run a business at the same time. So that's, that's something I connect to very easily because both of my parents recently just started a business and they're going through the same thing I'm going through. But the the difference is they both have full-time jobs and they're trying to run a business. So like they saw how I did it and they're like, oh no, this is a lot of stress to do a full-time job and a business. And And you can see it in their eyes that they don't realize that if you have everything set up, whether it's financially or just in your head, like have a business plan that like, okay, if this happens, I could do this, or you have like these solutions along the way ready, it really helps you figure things out, especially from a money standpoint, because I've gotten to the point too, I'm like, I'm eight months into my business and I thought I would be better at selling and having more clients, but I'm nurturing. I'm nurturing who I've met and networking with people and giving them opportunities. And I'm believing that it's going to manifest into good things for me. So sometimes it's, you got to be spiritual about it too. <laughs> yep. I think you picked up on some good things. there. definitely building those connections um, in your business and uh, like a robust referral network is important in any business. Because everyone has so many people offering similar services to you. Well, what's going to set it apart is the personal things you bring to the table. And uh, another thing you touched on was the, uh, the risk of opening a business. It's, it's tough going out on your own. And I don't think people can really grasp it, how difficult it is and how bad it feels at times until they've tried to start their own business. Um, I don't like people to be under the illusion that, you know, starting something like, like what you're starting is easy. 
or entering any any career that has un, potentially unlimited upside is easy. That's that's not the case. And uh, you know, most most businesses struggle. Uh, most will fail at some point, and most entrepreneurs will have to start multiple businesses and take multiple at bats to really make something work. But that being said, I don't want to discourage people because the potential upside is unlimited. And this thing that you're nurturing, you will be sole owner of it or part or part owner of it, which is not an opportunity that a lot of people take. And there's, there's something to be said for that. It, it's a courageous thing to go out on your own and start a business. And like you said, it, it can be very difficult mentally, physically, financially, and it could be discouraging. I mean, there could be people like, I'm happy that my family supports me, but not every family supports people. And I think that's also depending on the money background of a family. Like I'm from an upper middle-class family. So money was never an issue. I didn't have to worry about things growing up. But if you're someone starting a business and you're the first one in your family to see any sort of financial success, that could be like overwhelming for your family. They're like, oh, well then are you better than us or something like that? So like, there's always environmental factors that get into a business and your mindset. So that's why I think it's huge too, because not only are you working with people about their finances, you're, you're changing their financial mindset because you're kind of directing them down a path that yes, you could do this, but you could do this, 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 or this, and it can help with this, this, like you're actually breaking it down for people, which that's what people need. Like I have a college degree in biochemistry. And if I sat down with a book from Prudential, which is my old 401k thing, and I read through it and try to make sense of it, I just throw the book away. I'll be like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like you could just figure this stuff out. Like I'm not even going to touch it because again, not everybody grew up learning how to do these things. And and you want to be supportive. And that's what you're doing is you're supporting those businesses because if they succeed, you feel good and you succeed. So it's not like you have this upper like cut that you want to like, oh, well, once they get this big, I'll take more cut. Or once they get this big, I'll take more cut. And that's not how it works. But people think about that because anytime we talk about money, which is why when I started this podcast, I said, I'm not going to talk about money for a while because I want people to think about all the other stuff. And if people have listened to all the other episodes, there's so much more you can do um, before sitting down with a financial advisor or there's nothing you could do in financial advisors, your first step, because you can even, if you're just thinking about, hey, I want to make handmade soaps, but I don't know if I'm going to have the finances over the next year to do it sitting down with you and kind of plopping down and figuring out if that's doable will kind of help that business of like, I don't know if right now is the best time or this is a great time to start. Yeah, I, I would recommend that anybody who's preparing to start a business or just start a business, sit down and, you know, sit with an advisor. Most advisors will at least sit and consult with you. You know, they'll give you 30 minutes to an hour of their time without a charge. I can't, you know, I can't guarantee that. Ask them up front. Uh, but most advisors will sit down and talk with you a little bit. And if, and if it's not a good fit, they might tell you where to go to be a good fit. 
So I don't, you know, I don't know all the answers that business owners need, but I've sort of built a team of people around me that can answer most questions. So I like, I don't know business law, but I have a business law attorney that I refer people to because, you know, when you're starting a business, you want to do it correctly the first time because it can be sort of an expensive mistake if you do it incorrectly. Um, Similarly, I don't provide um, insurance for businesses. And, you know, that's something that if you have employees or you have a product that could at all hurt somebody, you're going to need it. And, you know, I have to have these conversations with businesses. And as much as I can, I don't want to put more on their plates. So I try to say, here's two people you can contact in any one arena that will get your situation sorted out within a couple hours. Just because, you know, their time is precious and I want to be respectful of that. So we're getting, and I appreciate that because I know that's a big thing um, of you understanding that you don't know everything, but you have a huge referral network. And we're getting down to the last couple of minutes of the podcast. So is there any last minute things you want to tell um, the audience? And um, for everyone listening, um, Brenda's information will be in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to him personally or just want to kind of say, hey, and introduce yourself, um, it'll be in the show notes so you can connect with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So everyone listening, uh, just feel free to reach out to me uh, via text or email, and I'll try to get back to you as quickly as I can. Um, I think talking to someone like me is easy to put off. And unfortunately, my business is one where time is incredibly valuable and doing it earlier pays dividends uh, in the future. It's kind of a bad finance pun, but that's what I've got. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you being on today. And um, as I said, we're gonna be working together in the future. So we are definitely gonna stay in touch. But um, listeners, again, as I said, Um, His information is in the show notes. Reach out to him and don't delay. Hey, community members. As usual, the guest speaker's information is in the show notes. We thank you for listening and remember to share this with your friends. And if you're enjoying it, please give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. In the show notes is also the new phone product photography course that has been launched this month. So be sure to check that out in the show notes. Have a great evening.